Hello, aliens and earthlings. Welcome to the Down to Mars pod, episode five. Um, I am your host, Indy. Today, Adora will not be with us, but I have a special guest, my Puda, Mr. Breaking Bread himself. How y'all doing? What's going on with the do world? It's me, Puda, a.k.a. Mr. Breaking Bread, a.k.a. Mr. Midweek Pickup, a.k.a. Bane, a.k.a. Rambo, you know, all those a.k.a.s and all that type of jazz. What's going on, world? Any more names? No, I think that just about covers it. Okay. That's a lot of names in my past life. <laughs> um, today, we are going to go over our top five TV shows of 2018. They are not in any specific order. We are just going to talk about what our shows are. And we have a lot of similarities, but we have a lot of different shows because there was a lot of shows that we did not watch together, even mm. though we do watch TV together a lot. Yes, a lot. But there were, on my list, there are some shows that he's never, ever seen before at all. And on his list, there are some shows that I watched, but sometimes he watched them without me. Mm-hmm. Um, he would leave me out and I would see like bits and pieces and ask him all kind of questions because he was watching it without me. What you got to say about that, sir? I don't think that's true. I think that you're just talking crazy. Oh, okay. Mm, all right. I'm talking crazy. Last week, Adora and Tim blessed you with their top five of music. So we decided to stay with that theme of for the top five of 2018 and go into TV because we are we are music people, but we are more of not I don't think albums per se. I think we just have like certain songs that we really like. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's not to say that we watch TV more. Or whatever the case may be, but it's just that it's some albums that I mean, albums ain't like what they used, used to be. be. It's, so, it's it's a little bit different how you have to listen to them. Yeah, it's not many that you can just go all the way through without having to skip a song or something like that. And you know, you have like your Spotify, your title, where you have to go on there and listen. Versus, remember where you had to like download like the album or like go to the store and purchase the album. Now it's just like, and then so much music comes out. So like you lose track. Yeah. But anyway, so let's get to our top five TV shows of 2018. How about you start, Puda? Okay, I'll start off first then. And I'll start off with uh, The Flash first because The Flash has been on, I think, for about five seasons now. Mm-hmm. And it just seems like it keeps getting better. Of course, the first season. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but it was it was kind of bad. It was cheap. They mm-hmm. had no money. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> I that, mean, they still need some more money, but... Yeah, you can tell that their budget has <laughs> expanded a lot uh, since the first season and everything. But... Um, for those who do watch The Flash and know what's going on, you know, you know, his daughter's in here from the future now. And it's cool to kind of see um, 
a young couple like him and Iris have like a 21 year old daughter and they're like 30 years old or something like that. So it's real interesting to see that. And the storyline is still good to me in the flash. Of course, it's a couple corny um, parts in there and everything, but it has to be because, you know, it's, it's it's comic book world stuff. But um, that's that's probably one of the shows that I enjoy um, the most and one of the shows that I can watch over again just to kind of see what I missed. But again, that kind of goes back to me being like a nerd or whatever. Yes, he is a comic book superhero nerd. Yes, very much so. But The Flash was cool. And I like The Flash and we watch it. I didn't really get to see last season with you a lot because you were in training and you will watch it without me. Um, (laughs) But this season I got to... You caught me up on it. And it's become really good. I mean, you even got Jaleesa flash so she can catch up with us so we could so she could watch it with us and know what's going on. Yeah. Cause she watched it from the she hadn't seen it from the first season and she caught up. She binge watched it and caught up. That's a lot of watching to do. Yeah, because it's a lot. And Barry goes through a lot. Yeah, Barry be uh Barry got some hard times. I think he has the worst, one of the worst, like, situations as a superhero. Like His backstory. Yeah, his story is like, I mean, Batman has a bad backstory, but she's, because they both watched their parents basically get killed. Yeah, Yeah, so. I think it's worse for Barry because he gets to go, he can go back and time and he has gone back in time to try to fix it to try and fix and he ends up fucking up everything else in the future so i think it's it seems worse for him because it seemed like he had to live it like two or three times yeah i guess get it right and then at the end they still be dead so not even get it right it's like before he learns like you can't you can't do you can't get what you want all the time no and you can't go back and if you go back and change things Things will be totally different. Yeah. It's not going to be the same. Yeah, it's almost like you can't change history to benefit yourself, basically, to make yourself happy. Yep. So that's the message uh, <laughs> that you get out of, you know, watching The Flash or whatever the case may be. But still, good, pretty good writing. I like how they um, recycle characters um, over mm-hmm. and over again. Because, Great actors, especially. Harry. Yes. <laughs> Harry's a beast. Yeah, and you can see his um his acting range, you know, because a lot of people probably wouldn't even know who he is, but then just from this TV show and the because he's been about at least seven different people already from different accents and sometimes they're horrible. But um, you know, just the range and that you can see in, in his acting is it, phenomenal. So big ups to Harry. I don't know your real name, brother. But um, big ups to you because you you you're acting for real and it's it's good stuff. Yeah, he's really really good. So on that note, we're gonna go into one of my picks, and I am going to start off with All American. Mm-hmm. All American comes on the CW. The same. 
Network is the Flash. Okay. And, and the reason why I got into it is because you were watching the Flash and like it was on or it was on the CW and we turned on the TV and it was on. So like I started to pay attention to it and it caught my eye. And so then I went back and I started from the first um, episode and just kept watching it. And it has Tate Diggs in there. Horrible. I'm sorry. Don't be doing Tate Diggs like that. Um, and basically, um, it's kind of your like typical story a little bit. It's um, kind of like the Blind Side or whatever. Tate Diggs was a star football player, and um, you know he was big name. And then um, I think he got hurt, and he came back home to LA, and a school in Beverly Hills, which was like the top football team um wanted him to coach the the winning championship football team because of his name you know he was a star mm-hmm. person and so i guess they were having like i think they had two seasons where they were losing and so he he came to take the program basically yeah but he but he still wasn't wasn't doing that great mm-hmm. so he went out to recruit this guy from Compton who um, was like a star player at the school in Compton. But, and he moves him in his house with his daughter and his kid and his wife. Mm. That's some heavy recruiting. But the thing why it goes like that is because, um, is because, um, he used to date the kid's mom in high school. Like they were high school sweethearts. Everybody thought they were going to get married, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, he kind of knows the boy boy and he doesn't know him, but it's kind of like, he knows the mom and the mom trusts him. And, and, and actually it was the mom who called him to get him recruited. Yeah. Because I, she knew that her son was a star and it was nothing but trouble and and yeah so it was really cool it's a really good show and it kind of gives you a little bit of twists and turns because at one point you think it's like his son because they dated back in high school he kept it away from his kids and his kids find out stuff and they thought he was giving like child support for 17 years, but they were, he was actually sending money to his father who lives in Compton. Uh, uh, no, no, no. That's too much of a coincidence. I'm not trying to hear it. That's Tay Diggs' son. It is not his money. son. He was no. Sending money to her. He was sending money to his dad because he felt like he had made it and because he was with his wife who is Caucasian. Tay Diggs, that's Tay Diggs all over. Um, his dad wasn't for it. So he still felt like even though I don't deal with you and you don't know my kids and I don't have you around my family, you're still my father. So I'm still going to send you money. Well, I guess that's admirable. Yeah, so he sent him money every month for 17 years. That's crazy. Uh, did they ever talk? 
during these months? Oh uh, yeah, when the no, but when the kids thought Trace where the money was going to, and it wasn't where Spencer, who's the star football player's house, they went. And when they went, he was like, "Those are my grandkids." So he knew who they were, but they just didn't mm. know who he was, and they didn't understand why his dad didn't have him around and why his dad never took them to Compton when they're like 30 minutes away to see where he grew up. And um do where you came from. Go out and marry a white girl. Shut up, Buddha. <laughs> so, so they were having a party at their house and the kids invited the dad to come and he came and they were like, what the hell? Why is he here? And so when he was so you don't under you don't know why mm -hmm. they have the issue, but then when they're in the house and the wife comes over to talk to him very nicely, he makes like a joke about like being in the big house and and all sort of kind of stuff, and he kicked them out because he was like, if you don't respect my wife, you can't be around. And his dad was like, well, I'm never gonna respect her. She's not one of us. Why couldn't you marry Spencer's mom? Oh wow! Yeah, pops mad. I would have asked for a refund then if you'll come to my house. <laughs> Give me that 17 years back then since you still can't get right. But you know, old people in old ways, I guess. Yep. And then they came from an all-black neighborhood. So, you know, then you see your son with somebody for years, your high school sweetheart, they're inseparable. You think they're going to get married. And then he comes home and you're like, what? Yep. I done sent you to this Ivy League school, and this is what you bring back? Left your, uh, <laughs> your ex-gal and your illegitimate son. It's not his son. Oh, okay. I got to watch it to see it then. Are you going to watch it? Probably not, but, you know, I still have to. I mean, I, you asked the question. I told you the truth, but, you know, maybe. I don't know. I, maybe I can give Tay Diggs a chance. I mean, you watch one episode of Lethal Weapon, which is one of my good shows, and you were like, no. And it got really, really good. It was corny at first, but it got really, really good. That mess was horrible. I don't know what it's like now, but it was horrible. It's a good show. Then Damon Wayne. But let me get back on track. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next uh, show that I enjoy very much. And I'll say, uh, I'll go with Amsterdam right now. And good show. It is a great show. Comes on NBC. Um, it's a show about doctors, and I've always liked shows about doctors because I was a I was a house uh, kid. You know, I, well, not kid because I was a grown man when it came on, but that used to be my shit. House, Doctor Gregory House. I like. Yeah. Guess who got you into that? I did, but it was lies, still a great tell. show. She thinks she turned me on. To I did lies, 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 lies. And I was watching Hugh all the way back in the day. You know what I'm saying? We had a uh, six o'clock shadow and everything. I was watching Hugh then, so you know you can look at me like that if you want to. But um, lies you tell. Amsterdam uh, kind of has the house feel to it a little bit, except for the head doctor. He's in charge of the whole hospital. And um, the comparison between him and, uh, and House is um, House had a leg injury, you know, that made him a very bitter person. And um, the guy from Amsterdam, which I can't think of his name right now, um, he has cancer. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's fighting cancer, found out he had cancer right after he took the new position. Um, his He was one of those types that chose career um, more so over everything else. So he was really big on his career. His name is Max Goodwin. There we go. Max. But um, had a wife and everything. And I think they were running the place before um, he got to New Amsterdam and everything. And it kind of took a strain on their relationship. I think they were separating or something like that or about to find out she's pregnant. Um, he takes that position and he knows that, you know, the whole reason why they were having problems before is because he was in the position that took up a lot of time. But, um, you know, she's trying, you can see she's trying to work with him because, of course, she's pregnant or whatever. And uh, seems like she still want to get out of there, but she's trying and everything. And since he found out he has cancer, of course, he can't keep one end of his bargain, which is being completely honest with her or whatever. But that's just because he doesn't want to stress her out. Because make, she's pregnant. Yeah, make her lose her baby. So um, it's a really good show. New uh, new people. Yeah. Brand new like actors, actresses on the show, which is cool. Yeah, it's not the same people that you usually always see. Which I kind of, I well, not kind of, which I've been noticing that's been going on with the shows that are out now. It's kind of people, new faces, they're giving more people a chance, you know what I mean? Versus the same old, same old people that we have on TV. Because on New Amsterdam, the only, only like recognizable face is Tay Diggs. On New Amsterdam. I mean, I'm sorry. On All American, Tay mm-hmm. Diggs is like the only. Yeah. Face. And the main character Max is a recognizable face. He's not like an A-list actor, but he's like the only recognizable face. Yeah, because they brought a lot of people. Yeah, they brought a lot of people. And I like that they show the 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 psychiatric ward for the kids. Yes, they they do have a a, a child psychiatrist at the hospital and. Um, Shit is crazy. Yes, it is. <laughs> and uh, the way that they they plug him into the show is good because, you know, a lot of kids have a lot of issues that they're going through and doctors just throw them on, um, you know, Ritalin or what's Adderall or whatever the case may be. And they think that that's what's going to help the child be calm or whatever. But it's a lot of things that children go through. So they're kind of putting that out. Uh, using their platform to put that out there as well. And they tackle a lot of issues that go on in today's society. You know, they had the episode where the cops shot the kid. Yeah. And the main kid that should have died didn't die. It was like a super, I think he got shot in his arm. Cause remember he was calling his friends FaceTiming and yeah. he ended up dying at the end. Yeah. That was, that was rough. And then, you know, they showed the media aspect to that um, on that episode as well, how the media tries to, you know, barge in and make the story. Um, what they want it to be. Yeah, what they want it to be instead of, you know, caring about a child that's been shot, you know, especially when been shot by law enforcement or whatever the case may be. You know, they um, they just tackle every aspect of the scenario. And I think that's really good because a lot of us don't see it. And the first thing we think about is, 
you know, oh, it's another uh, another black kid or another kid got shot by the cops, which is usually black kids. But, um, you know, we don't ever see everything else that goes with it, especially if they didn't die um, at the scene or something like that, you know. So it's 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 a good show. I like it. And it's, it's interesting. You can learn a few things just like every other doctor show. You, know, you learn all terminology that you didn't know about or whatever. And I think it's a I think that's a pretty cool show. Yeah, I think it's gonna be on for a while. Yeah. It's gonna be on for a while. They had to get them a hospital show since it's hospital shows on every channel. Yeah, every network has a <laughs> hospital show. Every network. But yeah, it is a really good show. That's something that we watch together. Yes, New Amsterdam on NBC. Yeah. So my Next choice is A Million Little Things. Never watched it a day in Such my life. a great show. Yeah, you never watched it. That's not your... It's kind of like on the... Like a This Is Us type of deal, which you didn't like This Is Us because you said it was depressing. It was. Everything bad was happening. Like These people could not catch a break on This Is Us. That's and real life. Yeah, it is real life, but... Shoot, sometimes yeah, I watch TV to escape all the bad stuff. I don't want to see it on TV too every time. But as soon as I heard a million little things, I was like, nah. <laughs> I was like, it's already telling me that it's just all kind of stuff that's going to be happening that's wrong. So I don't. It's a good this. show. You should watch it. It's basically about like they're in Boston. They're about it. It's about a group of friends, guys that got stuck in the elevator. And they all found out they were Bruins fans and they became like best friends. They became family. And like some of were successful, like um, John, he was the, I think like a broker or he was an investor. And um, Eddie was an uh, artist, a music artist, very famous, but he had an alcohol problem. Um, there was another friend, Greg. He was successful, but he ended up having breast cancer. And um, um, my buddy, what's my buddy's name? What is his name? The one from... Ooh, MC Hammer? Yes, the one from... The movie I know him from. Thank the 40-year-old virgin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When he was arguing with, uh, <laughs> you want to get a Slurpee, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, his name is Rome on the show, and his name is Romani Malco. But yeah. he um, is a director, and he's making good money, but he's depressed. And so, like, they all are basically stuck in life. They're like stuck, like they they don't know what you you know, just going with the motions. And the one who was this the glue of the group, the most successful one, he kills himself. Why? We don't. They don't know the sec his secretary, who is like family, knows and she's around them, but she she he left a letter, but she didn't give it to no one. She's trying to figure out. Something about this other lady that's going on named Barbara and something like that. So she's trying to figure out all this other stuff. But she does have the letter that he left to his wife and his friends and family. 
she ain't gave it to but them. she hasn't given it to them so they're all contemplating like why great trifling why See, a million little things why this life. is going on but it's also like seeing that life isn't promised and you never know what's going on with people and you have to live out your dreams you can't have life get you stuck and because the last deal that he made before he jumped off his building at work that's what mm -hmm. he did the last deal that he made was he bought a restaurant for rome and his wife because she was a cook and her restaurant failed and his wife was a interior decorator so he bought this building for her to have her restaurant and his wife to decorate it and then he killed himself right after he did it yeah that's wrong so he was still doing stuff mm -hmm. for his friends even though he felt you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and mental health awareness right there. They putting it out there here a lot lately, especially in uh, 2018. They put that out a lot in 2018. But for them to put it in the shows the way that they do is um, very interesting because a lot of people don't like to talk about things like that and depression and you know anxiety or dealing with suicidal thoughts or whatever you know now that they're kind of putting it out there or whatever it's a good thing because you know you can see it on tv and i guess you can kind of see how to deal with it a little bit better versus just being in isolation with yourself and not addressing certain certain things so of course I guess a, a million little things really is like I said about a million little things. Yes. And it's it's basically all like unknown faces. Except Except for MC Hammer. Yeah. And the the guy John who killed himself, but he's not really in it because he he's dead yeah. basically. So yeah. Um that's a good show with no familiar faces like that, not A-list celebrities. That is actually really, really, really good. Really good. So you should watch it with me. Maybe one day. But then I'd have to catch up, so. No, I'll catch you up. Yeah, I kind of agree. Okay, you want to go into the next show? Yeah, what's your next show? The next show is kind of our show as well. So we can kind of knock these out together. And that is Love Is. And that show. Greatest show on earth. Yeah, that show for uh, for me, for what I took away from it, was a lot of learning. Because um, the way that they do the storyline and they adapt, of course, their real lives to it as well. And the struggles that they go through as far as love and personal struggles and career struggles and for it being based in the 90s, it's, a, it's just awesome. They got they hit everything, hammer, uh, hammer on the nail. Like it captures every moment that it should capture. Sometimes it's a bit much, but it's not flamboyant much. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, okay. Yeah, I can I could kind of see that happening, but um, it's a it's a really great show, and uh, the actors that they and the actresses that they chose for well, it's it, perfect. It's perfect. Like 
you can really tell that they study these people's lives and everything and it's just it's it's awesome I, I love it i really did it was such a great show there's a message in every single episode and i love that the 90s feel of it i love that um it just looked like the like they weren't trying to be 90s like it was just perfect yeah. it was you know what i mean from the way they dress, how like stuff looked, it was just stuff that was listening to like, yeah, on the radio, and, on the radio and, and even like the soundtracks they would play when the show would come on, the music that they would play, like it was super dope. Loved that show. And they had Marvin on there. <laughs> it was supposed to be Martin. <laughs> yeah, it was Marvin. And I liked like they show like the um the powerfulness of the women on how hard it was and what it was like to be successful black woman in, in the nineties. Um, Cause that was really unheard of. I mean, they were writers, two black women writers. Yeah. So they was always keeping them on the back burner. And um, a lot of people didn't even know that women was writing for shows like that because no. you know they weren't showcased back then and everything like that. So with Love Is, they show that's why I said the career struggles too because they show um, how Nuri kind of had to fight for her way to even get heard, much less get seen. So you know it's it's a really good show i like the way that they chase their dreams in the show mm-hmm. you know i like the way that um they supported one another one yeah, of another yeah even if they might not have understood the totality of the dream it was just you seen the support and it was genuine and, and it was the filled love. with love yeah so i i liked that show that was a, a um i think a, a breath of fresh air uh as the, opposed to some of the the filth that's on TV these days. Yeah, like <laughs> we anticipated watching it. Like, yeah, it was one of those shows where you watch the uh, the next time part again during before it came back on or whatever, just to remind yourself what the next the episode show was. was about. Yeah, it was it was really good. <laughs> and we also it made you have conversation after watching it. Yeah. Because you, you know, of course, look into your own relationship and you kind of compare and contrast, if you will, you know, and it's, um, it's just good seeing similar struggles that you can kind of compare to and, you know, take notes from and also learn from them too. So it was a great show. It really showcased what it meant. Yes. To be in love with someone for real. Oh, like how I am with you. Yeah. I hope so. Even though you've been watching shows without me that I've never heard of. Hey, you got your shows and I got my shows. Yes, it's true. You watch Dragon Ball Z on your phone all the time. That's one of the best shows that they ever made. I, and I used to watch it with you, but now I'm just over all these Dragon Ball Z's, X's, Y's, Supers, GT's, GTX's, GT Turbos. It ain't that many, but <laughs> the point is, it's, it's different writers. And 
It's only like three of them for real. No. Like Dragon Ball, then Dragon Ball, Ball Z, Z, and Dragon, then Dragon Ball, Ball GT, GT, which is not really, they don't really count that one for some reason. But Why? I thought it was like, because yeah. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the same people who like wrote Dragon Ball Z. And so who did the, um, was hating. Uh, and Dragon Ball Super, that's it. It's not a Dragon Ball. Oh, it's Dragon Ball, then Dragon Ball Z, then Dragon Ball GT, and now Dragon Ball Super. Yep. It's more than that. No, that's that's it. All the other stuff is like mangas and mangas. Yeah, you don't know nothing about that, or um, or Fanimation stuff, stuff that fans make that are actually really good sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, teach me. I will, girl. <laughs> um, next on my list on Indy's list is going to be I would say love is no we did black love oh yeah we did <laughs> my bad so many love shows about black love. No, the next on my list is the show called Black Love. Um, that was on Oprah's show network, the own channel. Um, it was actually more Love Is was a scripted and it was it's based off of a true story, Love Is, uh, mm-hmm. off the Kills um relationship. But Black Love is actually taking Couples, celebrity, um, regular, smegular people from different cities, different places. And they were basically being interviewed, I guess you could say. Or they told a story about like their relationship, what went on, the hardships they went through, how they dealt with having children, how they dealt with like blending families. It was like in a range of ages from young to really old. Yeah, and you can see the difference in because um, that was one of the shows we watched together as well. But um, you can see the difference in the way relationships are um, based on, I guess, the generations that uh, people come from. You know, like you have our age or whatever. I guess uh, I wouldn't even call this my name—the '80s babies. You know, you have us, and then you would have somebody like, you know, our parents on that show or whatever mm-hmm. from their generation or whatever. And then you to may have somebody, you know, a millennial young couple, a super young couple on there talking about, uh, like she was saying, the hardships in their relationships, dealing with infidelity, dealing with being at the top and losing everything mm-hmm. and going broke and, you know, diseases. Uh, it was more therapeutic yeah i wouldn't call it reality tv because uh well it's it basically is reality tv like real reality tv because they go in and they tell their real stories you know they're not not like in their home and they're in their homes and it's like you know it's 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 intimate it's very intimate so um that's something like she said that's that's very like i want to be on black love yeah, we would have some stories for them. Hold that ass. 
So I would love to be on that show because we've been together for so long. So, so long. <laughs> so, so. So long. I think we have some some key advice for people. I think our story would be good on that show. We I'm should not, apply, huh? We should have a show of our own. It's called the Chambers. Yeah, I don't think I don't, I don't think I want it to be called that. I don't want them to follow us around. No, not like because because we don't we don't we don't have good days all the time. That's the point, <laughs> and that was the point in Black Love. So they can tell you it's not always gonna be good days. But with us having our own TV show, that's like cameras around us all the time. Not coming in interviewing you. Yeah, and that's when you get that fake shit. So, but I don't think they was being fake on the show. No, not on a Black Love. I'm just saying, if you have them around you all the time, you know, it's you're gonna it's, act yeah, a certain way. You're gonna certain certain try ways. to do certain things. Yeah. So, certain way you want your family portrayed. Yes, you know, I suggested that show to all my friends. Um, we haven't seen. They have a, another half of it coming on because last last time well it came out no it came out in 2018 but the first time we saw it, they only gave you like six episodes and it was so good and people wanted more so they gave them 12 episodes but of course you know they do this mid-season finale all of a sudden now mm -hmm. which is for Christmas or whatever but um so there's another uh, six episodes that's gonna come out. I've told all my friends that were like in relationships and everything like that 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 is something that they should watch. I suggest you watch it It will help you out in a lot of ways to see things about yourself because you can relate to them You yeah. can really relate to to them and some of the things they went through Some of the things they're dealing with like you can really relate and then you know, you can learn yeah. from them and a lot of times you do. Yeah. And it helped us learn about each other deeper as well. Yeah, because it helps you understand um, a woman's perspective. You know, fellas, you know, you know, sometimes we don't understand um, what's going on in the head, period. But uh, <laughs> when you when we watch the show or whatever, and when you sing the way that... Um, after they've gone through something and you see the way that the interaction is between husband and wife, um, you kind of are able to kind of step outside of yourself and kind of, you know, look into your situation a little bit different because you have almost like a little guide. You've seen somebody else go through it. You've seen what was wrong, mm -hmm. what they did, and you try and fix that so you don't do the same wrong thing or make an even bigger mistake than they did or whatever so and it's dope that they got all these couples black couples you yeah, know that stayed that together, stayed together <laughs> and they're showing what it is to be to have black love mm -hmm. like it's 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 believable it's achievable like it's really really yeah, it can happen it can happen like it's really good and and i like that they showcase that from all genders mixed races yeah. like it's just, it's really, it's a really, really good show. It was a really great idea that they. Yeah, it was because they showcase divorce so much. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people forget that people do actually stay married now. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, 
that's another show that, that was like a, a breath of fresh air. Yes. Um, because, you know, it's something that, you know, is not really shown that much. You know, you don't really too much get to see um, a man really praising, you know, his queen or whatever um, in that type of light. You know, of course, oh, yeah, she look good. We out on the red carpet. Don't she look good or whatever, whatever, whatever. But on these shows, it's like real life situations, you know. You had cancer at this point in time. You know, you still look as beautiful as you did when I first met mm-hmm. you, even though you're going through this sickness. And then they got through the sickness. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the one lady who lost her memory didn't know who her husband and her kids were. Yeah, she was, had cancer. Yeah, and that was crazy. She got it back. Though, she got it back. And she got they got through it. And you can still see the the love. It may be been a trial or tribulation, but you know. In the end, if you if you work hard at it, you know you can prevail. You can. And it also taught us that it's nothing wrong with having couples therapy. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't really. A lot, a lot of people of don't go to therapy. Therapists, yeah. A lot of African American. Yeah. Like, Black people don't go to therapy. We don't. We don't fuck with them. But like it actually, us watching it actually pushed us to, push go, to us go to therapy which is which great one of the best moves that we, we yeah because we understand each other and we can understand each other it's just someone in the middle explaining the other person what the other person meant and giving you suggestions and ideas and in ways that we can't understand each other yeah and i know what most of y'all are thinking oh i can do that myself and no, da, da, da. no you can't do that yourself because you go have the way that you think it should go. She go have the way she think it should go. Mm-hmm. And if both those ways fucked up, you need somebody to be able to, to call you out on your <laughs> shit. Yeah, and be able to iron that out or whatever. So, you know, like I said, 2018 has been the year of mental health awareness. You know, going to therapy is like going to the doctor for your mind, you know. Yeah, you actually feel better. Yeah, and it's something that helps. So, to get it all out, you know, if you if you have a relationship, I suggest you watch um, Black Love and Love Is because you know you might learn something, and it might be something that could help save your relationship. You never know. know. Yeah. But let me go on to my next show, which is canceled now. Oh, which really pissed me off. Uh, you're a hater. Um, but I am not. Daredevil Netflix series and Netflix. Something he watched without me, both times, both seasons. Mm-hmm. It was three seasons. Well, all of them. No, you watched the first one, and then you, you didn't got watch lost the, in the sauce. No, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think Daredevil this season was was good. I think the storyline was okay. I think the seasons before, especially the first season when the Kingpin first came on the scene, like that, that shit was raw. Like Kingpin was, Kingpin was a beast. He was beast mode, and um, and this season, you know, he was he was still beast mode or whatever, but he was he was more so using that uh, that criminal intellect, uh, you know, because he had the FBI in the back of his his pocket and everything, mm-hmm. and he was running things. He was running. He had that money. 
like cream and corn. And he was scared. Things. Yeah, but he had everybody in his pocket, and he made um, the chess moves or whatever. And um, and boy, Matt Murdock had to come back and you know do his thing. And he got that ass whooped a lot though. <laughs> I don't understand why he wasn't dead. <laughs> <laughs> he, he got, got his ass beat. Yeah, Do you hear me? Had all the concussions, broken bones, all kind of shit. But um, yeah, especially when they had the the other daredevil come too. Oh, the evil one. Yeah, man. He had a. He was scary. That that dude had issues. Like for real. I mean, but Fisk had issues. Yeah, yeah, Fisk did have issues. Fisk but... was like, both of them had scary issues. Yeah, but Fisk just knew how to manipulate people. Mm-hmm. His other dude just wanted to kill people. He just he didn't even care. Like when he threw that baseball at his coach and killed them, I was like, damn, you was only twelve years old, man. Now he said <laughs> when you can pitch no more, like that. That dude was. That's what happened. I remember seeing that part when he was like, "But I gotta make a perfect game." Yep. Right after that, when I walked out the room, yep. he killed that him. Boy, tossed that ball at that boy. Well, y'all dead. And his psychiatrist asked him, "She like, Do you know what you was doing?" He was like, "Joe did." He's like, "Did you like it?" Like, yep. I was like, yeah, my fucking head. <laughs> 12 years old, burning their butterflies and, and throwing 100 miles an hour pitches at people's eyes. So, uh, you know, that's why Daredevil uh, was the real one. That's why Matt was getting his ass whooped so much. Oh, yeah, but it was, he had issues. And he was super trained. Yeah, seven years from seven years old, you know, killing animals and stuff. You know, he was already ready to be a killer. Your dog a killer, huh? <laughs> yeah, but you know, in the end, Daredevil prevailed, and then you know, it they, sucks that they canceled it. Yeah, it do, man, because I thought the next season was gonna be Beast Mode, because you know, even though uh, because Kingpin had ended up breaking it. Yeah, I'm gonna tell y'all, even if you didn't watch it, uh, Kingpin ended up breaking the the bad Daredevil spine. His his uh homie spine. He broke that boy's spine. And at the end, you know, yeah, had him on the operating table, and you already know, like when when somebody seemed like they all fucked up in the movie, and then they do that close up of their face, and then their eyes open up all super fast, and they be like, you already know he coming (laughs) back, like, and you like, oh man, this motherfucker about to come back stronger than ever. And then two weeks later, they canceled the damn series, man. I was like, man, but I see why they canceled it. I mean. Mm-hmm. They captured Fisk. Where mm-hmm. else can you go from there? Wasn't it Daredevil and Fisk? That was it? Yeah, but it's still. still. It could have did something like Fisk could have got out of jail again or something. Something. Or his wife could have took over the Yeah, because she was Empire, crazy too. She started wanting to learn everything. And that's what I thought they was going to do. And they were talking about they wanted to quit while they was on top. And all this other kind Some of bullshit. bullshit. Like, don't be scared. You already got three seasons. You scared to have a bad one? <laughs> you have a bad one, get canceled. Then at least you can, you know, satisfy me uh, and everybody else that wants to see what was going to happen. 
But, you know, I guess that's how Netflix got down. They canceled Luke Cage, too. But Luke Cage and, was whack and as I see fuck. why they canceled it. I wasn't saying I was mad they canceled it. But I'm just saying, they've been canceling it. The first that. season was so good. And then this season, I don't know what they were trying to do. Didn't no one want to see um, the dude from um, Sons of Anarchy kiss Alfred Woodry- Wooder? <laughs> in the mouth, like that was gross. His name was Alfredo or something. It's Alfred, Alf, you, Alfred or something. Oh, Alfred, Alfred. Oh, I say Alfred. Did nobody want to see that? Book. And then they had him dabbing. Remember, like this shit got. I was like, this is corny. This is horrible. Yeah, Luke Cage did get kind of corny. It got really corny, so that's why I got canceled because that shit was horrible, and I don't know why they decided to change. The the style of of how you know how it went. Well, you know, I guess they thought they had the opposite thoughts of Daredevil. They thought, hey, we just go keep on going. We ain't go. We not going out on the on top. Like, let's burn, burn this shit down. I guess. Well, I'm on to my last show. Yep, it's your last one. And it is Insecure. Now, Insecure has been out for, this is his third season. But to me, this season was like the best season. Of course, the first season was good. But this was the best season because you get to see the growth between everyone. And then they they focused not just on Issa. They focused on everyone else. And they let them be their own like little breakout star, like Amanda Seals, which um, she used to be um, an MTV VJ, and she like went. Yeah, through. that's right. Yeah, yeah she, she went been around for like. But she went broke. Years. Like she lost everything, and she had to work her way back into Hollywood. It's messed up. Yeah, I, I don't want anybody to ever go broke, but. When I seen the owner, I had said to myself, and I was just repeating to myself, I was like, damn, she been acting. Oh, she been on the scene about yeah, 27 years. Yeah, she's been around for a while. It's not that long, but it seemed so. The 90s. She, I mean, yeah. She was, but she was young then. Yeah. She's about she was, 47. She ain't on damn 47. But I like how it showcased, had everyone have their little episode. My favorite episode is, of course, the Coachella episode when where Kelly was like the breakout star. That <laughs> shit was hilarious. <laughs> it was super hilarious. They did a great job acting like they were on uh, Molly. Oh, yeah, they did. They did a great job. They didn't overdo it. Like, it went, it was just perfect. Yeah, that shit was perfect. Was like, I had a dream I peed on myself. <laughs> like, now, nah, bitch, you peed on yourself. Like, you. <laughs> That wasn't no dream. <laughs> so it was it was really good this this year. I hate that I have to wait for it next year. It takes a whole damn year for me to get a new season. Um I do like that they bought um Lawrence back. Yo, blue. Yeah, I like that they bought him back and they showed his crazy ass story, which was true. Yeah, he caught the clap. I like that. And I like how they made it, how they kept running into each other. 
him and Issa, and they kind of kept trying to make it seem like they were going to get back together, but it just kind of showed you how you can have a breakup with someone, I guess, and you can move past it and become friends. You can be cordial. You can be cordial. And that's, that's all it was. Well, they were laughing with each other and they went out. You didn't watch it all, so they went out to um, lunch together. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, so they, at first it was like awkward, but towards the end they kept running into each other. And they kept making it seem like you're going to get back together. That's what they kept making it seem until uh, Texas boy came. Oh, yeah, H-Town. Who left for 30 days. (laughs) With no phone call, no text, no nothing. He had to say was I was locked up. I was in county. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't even remember your phone number by heart. That's all he would have had to say. And she would have believed it, too, because, you know, H H-Town County Jail ain't nothing to play with, boy. You'd be in processing by three, four days, man. I'm not about I'm just saying, you're going to get bailed out on Monday and then you're going to get released to Thursday. It's something wrong with that process. And that's all That's all old buddy had to say. Man, I went back to Houston for a week. Telling lies. Got locked up for you see a week. How, you, see, you see your boy over here. You see what he talked about, huh? I'm just saying. What was his excuse? That he was depressed and when he gets depressed, he wants to be... He, he just needs to be by himself and he doesn't like to talk to anyone. So he went back to Houston and then called her for 30 days after she was blowing him up. And like I said, it would have been easier for him to just be like, man, I got locked up. Saying, But again, mental health awareness is big now. So, you know, it was easier for him to say that he was depressed, I guess, instead of, you know, making up the elaborate story about being incarcerated um, for tickets or something. You probably didn't pay for the ticket. They came and got them or something. Lies. Well, sir. No, I have one more. You have I one more? And we both love this show. Yeah, I don't know how this didn't make her list. And I don't know how the All American made it before. Um, Blackish, but Blackish is probably the best show that's on to me right now as far as comedy and family and yeah just everything it's yeah it's great I, it's funny all the time everybody Have a message every every episode everybody's funny kids is funny the workplace people yeah, are the funny. people dre work with is funny his mama and dad is funny rainbow <laughs> funny like their neighbors are funny yeah, every, everybody is like yeah, hilarious they 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 did it with that show and everything and um it's awesome that they had a spinoff with um with my little daughter in the future because i feel like riley is going to be zoe just like zoe and I, we kind of got the same relationship already, <laughs> but um, you know, I, they I'm got just gonna the, break your little heart. Think that you gotta find another kid. I don't think Riley will ever do that to me, but um, it's just you know, it's it's cool. It's just like you get that Cosby feel all over mm-hmm. again. And I don't care what none of y'all say who's listening. The Cosby Show was one of the best shows ever. I don't care that he's in jail 
at 97 years old, doing the rest of his life in jail for what he did. But the Cosby Show was the best family show ever, next to Blackish to me, because it showed the success of black couples and a black family. He had a gynecologist and a lawyer raising their children and sending every one of their children to college. Even the kids that wasn't their kids, they still had money to send them to yeah. college. So the Huxtables was was real on that. And you can see Blackish going in the same direction because just like Bill, he gave Denise a different world. You know, they gave Zoe uh, grownish, you know what I'm saying? So now we get to see her go through college and everything like that the right way, though, not like Denise did. But, uh, you know, oh, effing up? Yeah, she But did. Denise did that in real life, though. Yeah, that's why they had to put it on them like that. But, you know. It just is what it is. But Blackish is, is one of the greatest shows. It comes on ABC. It's on Tuesdays now. Um, 9, 8 Central on ABC. Funny show. If you want some uh, some history, some education, and some laughter, watch Blackish on Tuesdays if you've never caught it before. And you'll get all, all of those things all together. Mm-hmm. Such Great show. Absolutely love it. You know, I love seeing Tracy. I love seeing Tracy, too. Tracy Atlas Ross. She has body goals, what a mom goal should look like, her hair be on point. I love her outfit. Sometimes they're kind of crazy. But that hair do be on point. Hair be laid. Seven different styles per episode. Like, how, how are you doing this? But, but yeah, she Tracy Ellis Ross is awesome. She's uh, I like where she like when she was on Girlfriends. You know, you really didn't know about Tracy Ellis Ross. You knew about her, but you didn't know where she was going with it. Now you can see like her evolution, and it's mm-hmm. really cool. And it's really cool to see where she came from. And, and she has a a a bright like a long term future. Like I can see her for a long time. You know what yeah. I mean? She only to me she's she's gotten better with age. Yeah, exactly. She's like I mean Diana Ross is her mother, so Yeah, but you wouldn't even I mean some people don't even know that, but it's like a lot of times people try and use that as their steam, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my mother's Diana Ross, but you can tell that Tracy Ellis Ross don't do that shit. So, you know, like I said, she's, she's a really cool person. And they have the perfect cast. Anthony Anderson, oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, they have a great um, chemistry. Chemistry. It's, it's just really, really great. I love that show. It wasn't on my top five of 2018, but that's because it was new shows that I liked, and I wanted to showcase those. Yeah. All my shows are old, or they've been on for a while. Except New Amsterdam. Yeah. And Love Is. Have any honorable mentions you would like to throw in there? I'll throw one in. State of the Culture. <laughs> yeah, how could I forget about that? 
Oh, I like State of the Culture. Really good. At first, it was kind of rough. It was rough. Everything's rough at first. It was rough. It was kind of rough. They, they, they got it together because their chemistry was off. It's just because Scotty Bean be always. It had nothing hell, about man. to do with Scotty Bean. Remy on that first episode was mean as hell. That's Remy though, and she pregnant, so whatever. But yeah, that was that was good. That was something that I think we needed. Yeah, I want and, them to uh, make it longer though. No, fuck that. An hour's good. It's not um, an hour. It is an hour. I thought it was thirty minutes. No. It's oh, an hour. you know why? Because I watch it online and I don't get commercials. Oh, yeah. Baller. Uh, yeah, and I like it's Joe Budden. I like Joe Budden too, man, because. Um, Joe Budden is somebody else who I guess got better with age or whatever because um, he actually has some good insight. He may be an asshole when he delivers it, but that's what makes it even better and makes it funnier too. So, um, state of the culture. Um, applause to you and your podcast too. It's, it's long as hell, but you know. I love the podcast. You know I do. Yes, I know you, do. you know. I do. So that is going to wrap it up for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for being my guest host. Oh, thank you for having me. I really did appreciate it. Oh, my God. I really do love um, the Down to Mars podcast. I love you, Anna Dora. I love the way that y'all are doing things. And I'm, I'm, it's an honor to be here. It really is. Like, I really do appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Um, <laughs> he just threw me completely off. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you for tuning in to our episode. Um, if you have any questions, if you have uh, shows that you think we should watch, because I know there are plenty of shows that we're not, that's not on this list that you might think it's better than what our list is, or um, you have any comments on the shows we talked about, just hit us up. Um, you can follow Down to Mars Pod at um, Down to Mars Pod with the number two on Instagram. And um, we're on SoundCloud and Apple now. So you can hit us up there and leave us comments, subscribe, share it, tell all your friends about it, tell everyone about it. And also you can email us at downtomarspod at gmail with the number two. If you have any questions, do you have any topics you want us to talk about? If there's something that you miss, you know, anything, we are open to your suggestions. And you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook, same name, at Inda Sindhu, I-N-D-A-H-S-I-N-D-H-U. Follow your girl. Come and join her life. And you can also reach my hubby, my Puda, at at breaking bread underscore BBQ. And you can also reach me at BNB underscore lifestyle on Instagram. What about on Facebook? 
Facebook, you can reach me at Breaking Bread Barbecue, um, the Midweek Pickup page, Midweek, just how it sounds, Midweek Pickup. Um, go to that page, uh, explore it, follow it. We showcase a lot of um, our group members who do a lot of things for themselves, such as like doing the podcast, such as um, if they're cooks or if they have their own design company, you know, fix computers, whatever they do, um, we showcase them on the midweek pickup page. And you can also follow me at um, Ricky Breaking Bread Chambers on Facebook. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you for tuning in to episode five, our top five TV shows of 2018. Come back next week for episode six, and me and Adora will be back. We will be back on air together, and thank you for tuning in. Peace out.